Welcome to the McWiggins Podcast of Awesome. Cooper joined by Taylor, Ellie, and our guest speaker for today, Retail Rick. If you've been into our store, you might have seen Rick's rail yard in the back quadrant of the toy store. And maybe you've explored it, maybe you haven't, maybe you, you know, we don't know where you're at in terms of that. But uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, trains and basically just see what uh, insight our guest speaker has for us today. So we know that you like to build trains, you like to, trains is like your thing, I guess. You know, you do other things, but we'll, we'll start off with the whole train thing. Um, so what, what trains do you collect and what are your favorite trains? I collect O-Scale 2-Rail, which is very similar to Lionel, except it doesn't have the third rail and it's DC powered instead of AC powered. Uh, because of my background of my parents and things, I collect circus theme, and I collect brass and outside-geared locomotives like Shea, Heisler, and Climax. I prefer to try to seek out and find the kits that haven't even been built yet. Um, big into, like I say, the brass, but also into the metal and the wooden from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. What do you do when uh, you're not building trains? Like, what, what, what would you say is a hobby outside of that? Well, for one, I retired from drag racing about a year ago. Um, I've had drag race cars for the last 35 years. Um, I also am an engine tech, an electronics tech, at um, a local Peterbilt dealer. So I've worked around trucks pretty much all my life on, as well as getting into some other hobbies. All right, so tell us about the the scales of the trains that you work on. What's your favorite scale, I guess, of train to work on? And, you know, basically just explain that part of it. First of all, the very most popular scale I have a little bit of, but I don't necessarily collect, is HO. Probably the most popular, probably has been the most popular for probably 40 years. I collect, as I said earlier, O-scale 2-rail, which is closer to being authentic than the old Lionel and the old tin plate trains but I have lately kind of got into G scale which stands for garden it's the trains that people buy for their backyards and things are a little bit bigger so I've kind of got into that too but I specialize in the O scale two rail DC. Um, so we're talking about all these different scales of trains here at McWiggins what kind of you know what scales of trains do we have like what do we what do we have here at rick's rail yard okay we have a little bit of g scale and we can custom order custom cup use or new parts um we have both we have some old vintage line l pieces we have some vintage tin plate pieces which are highly collectible and uh basically the biggest selection we have would be the o scale two rail we have from kit form not built yet two built circus cars which is what i prefer to collect um we have quite a bit of ho new and used and then we have a little bit of n scale new and but there is one other scale it's called z scale which is real tiny we could possibly pick up new and used of any scale that somebody would come in if they're looking for something special so we also have building kits of at least two scales, probably HO and O, of buildings, plastic and wood and metal. 
We have all three types of plastic being the later and being newer. The metal and the wooden being from the 70s. So uh, how does the circus theme of the toy store that we're kind of leaning towards is um how does that tie in with the trains okay so what we wanted was a family atmosphere which we have both uh for us as the entrepreneurs and the owners and the investors here so family meaning this is multi-generation so it ties in rick and i are siblings and retail rick is taylor's uncle so it ties in the circus is as rick stated earlier part of our family history so our dad was involved in the circus starting in the 1940s uh all the way up until just before he passed uh working with ringling brothers and being a driver so he had every aspect of that so we embrace um the circus theme we think that that's nostalgic for us because we grew up going to the carnivals and the circuses outside chicago we then taylor was able to meet duke which is our dad so grandpa duke and she was able to actually go to the circuses that he had and she had that same love of the animals and the show and the carnival and the lights so we wanted to recreate that at mcwiggins and how it ties into the trains is that as rick stated what he collects and what he reproduces are when train when circuses excuse me traveled by train by rail that was the major way when they began in the in america in the 1800s of course they were in europe long before that they all went by rail and they they, there was a big production and taylor we actually got to take you to see ringling unload on Broadway in downtown Louisville and you remember those doors opening oh yes and they walk the elephants down Broadway downtown Louisville and they're all holding each other's tails with their trunks and it's just really awesome there was so much pageantry with the horses and the animals and the elephants and that's what we missed so McWiggins we recreated that feeling and that atmosphere I just have to plug this in, my favorite word. If you have a favorite word, mine is the menagerie, and it comes from the circus. Right, because it is a menagerie, and so is McWiggins Wonder Emporium. So, the trains come into play because we do have a garden-scale ride-on train in the back that's amazing from a kitty park outside of Chicago. Uh, what would you say, Rick, that's a 1930s or 40s? 46 and 1946 and 48 and we're delighted to have that and it is for sale i think something cool also is that we have everything from a garden scale train to highly collectible trains all the way down to your everyday wooden trains made in germany by brio we also have a ton of melissa and doug and it's just really cool that you can get little people or younger people um, involved in trains at an early age and then they can progress and and start their hobbying and we do have the talent and the know-how to come across the antique to new train items that somebody would be interested in we deal with a lot of collectors and we deal with a lot of retail people that that deal in all sizes of the trains um i believe on the first episode of the podcast we talk about the move from lagrange to madison but that was just with us three um now with our guests here i just wanted to ask you how has the move from lagrange to madison affected you and rick's rail yard Actually, I have to blame my sister for that. (laughs) 
when she relocated to, first of all, when she was in LaGrange, I really loved to come and visit, and I really loved the toy store, and we already had special items from our family and stuff that we had in the LaGrange toy store. And I had thought about relocating from the Chicago area down here. When she made her move to Madison, I absolutely fell in love with the town. It is such a great town, and so I ended up selling out up north and moving down here. So then I help, being as I'm here, I'm here. Taylor and I had both had ideas of what we wanted trains to become for the toy store. It is, um, if you look at the statistics, it's one of the number one growing uh, hobby enthusiast thing that's going on. Trains have made a huge comeback. They skipped a couple generations. As Rick said, our grandfather, who would now be well over 100, he was a avid train collector as well as our uncle. Our father was, but then it skipped a couple generations and we're seeing it come back where kids are coming in and collecting and parents are building and they want something that they're adding on to. I'm starting to see with the companies, they're trying to put a little modern twist into their wooden trains. So the Brio company, and this is kind of cool, something we we sell here is not only do you have wooden trains, wooden tracks and all that stuff, they have wooden engines that are battery powered that are going to take your uh, trains along your wooden tracks. And then that's kind of, I think, the, the connector between getting a child from just pretend play wooden trains into electronic stuff. And having the square footage that we've talked about, we have 8,000 square feet here. We were able to dedicate space. You called it the quadrant, which we love that because Taylor and I always refer to things as quadrants. So back in the train section is a large... Uh, it's a large section. It's big square footage that we dedicate to the trains going all the way up to the ceiling. So it's floor to ceiling and it makes a great presentation. And what it does is it offers a tremendous amount of nostalgia. So when a, a guy or a lady come in that maybe are in their 60s, 50s or 60s, they will remember their grandparents' trains or the trolleys or the things that they built in their basement. And you will literally see people stand back there and just gaze at those cases. And Rick will find himself involved every Saturday and Sunday with a lot of conversation about what people have or what they had or what they remember. And it's really, that's the piece that pulls in as the destination is that nostalgia that you can walk in at, at any age from being five and all of the trains up to 105 thinking about this is a part of our life. I think going back to the whole idea of being in Madison, it's it took Madison to kind of create the magical uh, Rick's Rail Yard to actually happen because in LaGrange, we, if we really think back, we had Rails Restaurant. We owned a restaurant. It was train themed. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. And that's where, if you come in the store, we have a real train signal that's huge that Uncle Rick actually refurbished out of someone's yard. And it does work and the lights turn on. So that's kind of like, I look at it and remember the days of Rails Restaurant. And then we just didn't have enough room at the Treasured Child to have what we have here. So it's kind of cool to see it finally like, it's like a flower. It's just like, boom, it did it. Well, and, and to uh, piggyback what Taylor said, and Rick will remember this, growing up all our lives, for some reason, we were next to the railroad tracks. So at Brown Road, the railroad literally ran right through our farm. 
in West Middleton where our grandparents lived. It literally ran behind the post office, remember Taylor? So we've been waiting for a train for like 60 years. And we then moved to LaGrange where the train runs right through the middle of town. And we had train spotters come from all over the country. And we're finding out that back um, at the turn of the, the, the two centuries ago, uh, Madison was a huge train it had a, a cross section of the trains coming across and it was made um, very popular with, with the hogs and all of that stuff by coming by rail. Yeah, I think the caboose is sitting at the visitor center. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of, uh, in the trails that are down, you can walk the old train trails. I've been doing that. So it pulls it full circle. And uh, I think for, for some reason, we all love trains. And I think it's a nostalgic in many ways, both as as a real train enthusiast and all the way down to recreating that under your Christmas tree. we That's one of the things we do a lot is people come in and buy the sets to put under their tree and that's making a huge comeback. I think it's kind of uh, important to note that trains are something that are like a gifts that last mm-hmm. really because it's an heirloom and if you want to get your kid into collecting something that you could make money off of maybe later, <laughs> trains is probably a, a good thing, especially if you start with the collector ones. Um, so I think it's something you should dive into if, if you haven't yet. And I think it takes you in a lot of different directions. We talked about the circus, but there's the army and the military goes by rail. So many different facets and different organizations move. Like we see in LaGrange um, going from the car plant out from in the military coming so there's cars that are literally you know vehicle cars on rail and they say the more trains you see you know the economy is getting much better it's the same as big trucks so we're excited to have rick's rail yard we're excited to expand that as we go and add more pieces and we're seeing more and more customers come in and just have that uh, we keep talking about we're gonna have coffee and donuts with retail rick and trains so look for that to be an event that we would have what do you think is a misconception people might have about trains? Maybe just in general, not for anything specific, like not collecting or what, what, what do you think is a misconception people have about it? I would say that if they, depending on which end of the store they start at, if they look at the brass uh, showcases, they're going to be probably wondering how they could ever afford that. But the nice thing about the train hobbies is you can start out, as my niece said, you can start out with your wooden trains that are made for toddlers. You can start out at a very small scale. And also we offer, and, and, they, and they go like hotcakes, we offer used trains, especially in the most popular, which would be HO. We've always got boxes of track. We can help you out and get started. Matter of fact, I think we've even come out with a couple of layouts that people donated that we gave away to people that wanted to get into it. So I think you need to look at the idea that you can start out very inexpensively and you can start out at, at a very young age to collect. And then as you see how it progresses, then you can decide whether you want to spend more. And I think a misconception is that it's something that you have to do put together and then put away so we find that dedicating train space whether it's in your basement or you have a man cave or you have a she shed or whatever it is is that it's a progressive and i always promote this you'll hear me on every podcast you'll hear me on every going live is that you should have progressive play So that teaches the kids that you're not going to have immediate gratification because glue has to dry. A lot of those 
Um, kits involve glue, they involve paint, they involve electricity. So there's so many facets to teach with that, that it can be ongoing. And Richard used the term layout, which means you lay it out and keep it out and you build and you continue to add to it. A misconception of the train that happened all the time in LaGrange that I have is that they cannot stop as fast as you think that they can. So make sure when you hear it coming, you should not make any sudden movements and, you know, try to drive your car really fast in front of the train because they can't stop. That is the real train that went through LaGrange. So we got to witness what trains actually are capable of. But the play is endless and it is safe. And you should, you know, you should start where you feel comfortable. Like Rick said, I think financially, we have battery operated trains that come with everything in one package and you can set that up in a day. $7.95 is where the price point starts, by the way. Awesome $7.95 price point. I think most people under $10, that's a great gift. And we always talk about a meaningful gift. And who wouldn't want to sit down? I can see Taylor's kids, my grandkids. Um, Richard's great niece and nephew wanting to hang out with Retail Rick and build trains. So we, we intend to carry this multiple generations moving forward. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for today's episode of the McWiggins Podcast of Awesome. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our new YouTube channel where we're doing a lot more toy reviews now. So that's it's pretty exciting over there. So go ahead and check it out. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.